Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Full Circle, your cultural affairs radio magazine, produced by members of the First Voice Apprenticeship Program. We are broadcasting live in Huchin, occupied Ohlone territory, also known to settlers as the East Bay Area. On tonight's show, we'll have the privilege of previewing some amazing material from the Pacifica Archives, originally broadcast direct from Alcatraz during the 1969 occupation by Indians of all tribes. And we'll hear some incredible voices from a more recent Indigenous Sunrise Ceremony held on the rock. And we are extremely honored to welcome live in studio Miguel Gavilan Molina, current director of Radio Free Alcatraz and producer of La Onda Bajita, to speak more on the Alcatraz movement as a whole. All that and more tonight on Full Circle. We're your hosts. I'm Kenny C. And I'm Free Will and Franklin. Stay tuned tonight. We got some important information. When the Alcatraz Penitentiary was closed on March 21st in 1963, Native American activists referred to the Treaty of Fort Laramie in Wyoming, signed with the Lakota, Arapaho, and Dakota tribes in 1868, which among many other land rights, returned all retired, abandoned, or out-of-use land to the tribes from whom it was acquired. The first symbolic occupation of Alcatraz was on March 8, 1964, when Alan Cotier, Walter Means, Garfield Spotted Elk, and others publicly offered the United States government the same amount of money it paid for the Native American land, 40 cents an acre for a total of $6.54 for the 12-acre Rock Island. There were other attempts at occupying the island and bringing awareness to broken treaties and stolen lands dating back to the 1700s, but on November 20th, 1969, 79 Native Americans set out to occupy Alcatraz only to be met by a Coast Guard blockade. Only 14 students managed to slip through the blockade, and by Thanksgiving of 1969, hundreds of supporters had made their way to the island. The group called themselves the United Indians of All Tribes, and the occupation would last for almost two years. John Trudell became the voice of Radio Free Alcatraz, a daily broadcast that was aired on Everyday Live on Pacifica Radio KPFA 94.7 FM in Berkeley, California, and on the other three stations, WBAI in New York City and KPFK in Los Angeles, starting on December 22, 1969. Pacifica Radio KPFA produced the second of three specials on the Occupy Alcatraz movement to present a detailed account of the Native American struggle to bring awareness to the United States' repeated betrayal of a people. From the KPFA folio, here is a timely description of the Occupy Alcatraz movement and KPFA's coverage of this occupation. On Monday evening, December 22nd, KPFA began its first broadcast, live and direct from Alcatraz, under the direction of John Trudell, a young Santee Sioux from Nebraska who is trying to make a home on the island with his wife and two young children, the Alcatraz Radio Project was conceived to give a voice to the voiceless minority of Native Americans. With begged and borrowed radio equipment, the programs originate from the main cell block building on Alcatraz and are carried live by the Pacific 
Pacifica Network, KPFA, KPFK, and WBAI, weekday evenings at 7.15 p.m. Radio Alcatraz is the first regularly scheduled Pacifica Network program. Some 200 Indians are occupying the island, which has no telephone connection with the mainland and only irregular boat service. Alcatraz does have a magnificent sweeping view of the Bay Area from the Berkeley Hills to the Golden Gate. It is here that the Indians have taken their stand, vowing not to be moved until they can establish an Indian university and cultural center for the nation. And that was direct from the KPFA folio, the printed schedule from February of 1970. Good evening, everyone, and welcome again to Full Circle. What you just heard is original archived material straight from the Pacifica Vault. Tonight, we will be taking a look back in time to this movement and in timely fashion, to be sure, as this year marks the 50th anniversary of the takeover of Alcatraz by Indians of all tribes. And just a reminder that the audio that you hear tonight on our show will be our gift to you for a one-time donation of $200, and which also includes um, all the other 1969 material, um, or a monthly donation of just $20. As you know, we are solely listener-sponsored, and this is what allows us to be able to share this kind of material with you. We do not answer to the corporate interests. Um, You, our listeners, are what keeps this station going. And without you, simply would not be here. So let me give you that number so you have it handy. The number is 1-800-439-5732. That's 1-800-HEY-KPFA. You can also make a safe and secure donation on kpfa.org. And before we go any further, we want to get back into the archives, back into the material, and we'll hear some from John Trudell. Oh, great spirit, creator of all things, hear me. Give us strength to overcome the obstacles that have been placed on our trail. Give us the will to withstand the temptations put before us by those who would do us ill. Give us the courage to rise above the smallness of men, to set an example for all men to see, to admire, and to follow. We thank thank the Great Spirit for the victory we have accomplished and protecting our people on Alcatraz. Amen. November 20th, 1969, We came with 89 people to Alcatraz for the purpose of taking the island for all Indian people to have a place we could call Indian land. This tiny island represents freedom for all Indian people living in the Americas, known as Canada, United States, Mexico, and South America. These are all our great lands of the Indian peoples now held in bondage by alien governments. We have been here one year occupying this island, which represents our fight to live as free people in our own country. Our fight for this island representing freedom for all Indian peoples is nonviolent. We came to this island unarmed, prepared to give our lives if necessary. We realize that a gun does not make a man, and we challenge the entire United States military man to man, man to woman, and man to child with no guns. Even if we had guns on the island, we would be foolish to think we could fight the whole military complex because we are not the masters of weapons, violence, or murder. We are the true masters of peace. We don't just mouth words when we say that we are the peace people because we speak from our hearts and we are proud to say that we do. 
Alcatraz is the beginning of the return of the buffalo, which means the coming back of our people and the return of the spirit. Alcatraz is a traditional spiritual movement. This is our prophecy, and the great spirit is working for the people. We have won, and not just Alcatraz. Our first anniversary celebration marked by the 20th of November, 1970, is a major victory for Indian people everywhere. We have endured the hardships imposed upon us by the federal government on Iraq, which has no natural resources. Despite the fact that the government had taken away our fresh water supplies, cut off our electricity, telephone lines, tried to endanger our image through the battle of the press, applied pressure to individuals and families, and various other government negotiating tactics, we endured one year and the meeting of season to season, completing the circle of our medicine. This is our victory, because if the government wants to play a waiting game, we can use the time to build, instead of watching them watch us test our endurance. Our people have been living like this all the time, under the same conditions, only now in front of the whole world. We have proved before the whole world and to the United States government that our will to survive is greater than all the weapons in the world. No matter how much they have tried to annihilate us, assimilate us, and acculturate us, we still live. Welcome back to Full Circle here on 94.1 KPFA in Berkeley. And thanks for joining us tonight for this special Fun Drive presentation. What you just heard is original archived material straight from the Pacifica Vault, and that was the voice of John Trudell speaking on the one-year anniversary of the occupation of Alcatraz by Indians of all tribes in November of 1970. Again, folks, all this audio is available to you if you want it. The number to call is 1-800-439-5732. That's 1-800-HEY-KPFA, also kpfa.org. And um, we're looking for our first caller, so um, give us a call, 1-800-439-5732. We got some more archival footage here we're about to get into. And we also got um, one of my mentors, my radio mentors here, uh, Miguel Gavilan Molina, who's going to jump in and speak to us about what we have continued to do at Alcatraz as um, KPFA, as um, Londa Bajita, uh, Full Circle Radio Free Alcatraz. And um, we want to get into that, but... If someone can give us a call, someone get on the line for us, um, 1-800-439-5732, and uh, show your appreciation for this work. I heard Dennis Bernstein say it today, um, show your appreciation for the work, for this archival footage, for this movement to the rock, and um, and and coming up, you're going to hear what it was all about. So I'll give out the number one more time, then we'll get into our next clip. The number is 1-800-439-5732. That's 1-800-HEY-KPFA. Also, don't forget, you can donate securely online at kpfa.org. So let's hear a little bit more. We want to get John Trudell, whose voice you just heard, um, that eloquent voice, so articulate. Uh, We're going to get his thoughts on Radio Free Alcatraz. Here he is, straight from the rock in 1969. Can you remember the times That you have held your head high Man, your great great grandfather from you. 
For tonight's Radio Alcatraz program, Radio Free Alcatraz program, I'll be talking with John Trudell. John is a young Santee Sioux, comes from Nebraska. John is communications director for the Alcatraz Council for the Indians on Alcatraz and has been conducting the programs Alcatraz Radio for KPFA and the other Pacifica stations since they began on December 22nd. Tell us about some of your plans and hopes for the Radio Free Alcatraz project. What do you think we can do? You spoke about some unification possibilities for future and uniting Indian people. Well, with Radio Free Alcatraz and with the island itself, we have a chance here of getting urban Indian people and reservation Indian people active. This this island and the and the radio project on the island, this doesn't just belong to the people on the island. It belongs to Indian people. And if they have any any governmental problems like where their water rights are being taken away from them or their their land, we want them to let us know or come out here and they can speak. We've got to get this information out. We've never had a chance to do this before. Uh, and one of my own personal foes is the Bureau of Indian Affairs. I dislike that uh, agency very much because of what they have done to Indian people in the past and what they're continuing to do. And I think many of these things have to be exposed. We've been an invisible people for too long. And, uh, I mean, to be completely truthful about it, the government did to us what the American public let them get away with. They just kind of turned their backs so the government can do these things to us. Well, now we're going to try and stop all that. We're going to try and change it because we've been around for a long time and our numbers are increasing, so I'd say we're going to be around for quite a while to come yet and we might as well have a good life while we're here just as well as the next man. You've talked to me, John, about a possible tape network or a tape service that could be conducted to involve reservations as well as Indians in urban areas. Can you tell us a little bit about what you might plan on that? Uh, yes, with the tape service, uh, we would be doing tapes on the island, taping talks with leaders or people there, and, and various important things, that, uh, items that the reservation should be aware of or urban Indians, but they can't, they don't have access to this through other medias. We're going to put this on tape and send it to the reservations so that they can get this information also. And what they can do for us in return is they can put their problems on tape. They can, any information they have for us, and they can send it back to us. Because through the, with the station, we hope to bring out, as I stated earlier, governmental problems. Uh, and we want to renew, make a renewal of our cultural awareness. And we want Indian poetry and the songs and the old stories. Because uh, no matter how people have put us down, I mean, we had a lot on the ball. And uh, there's a lot of beauty in, in some of the old stories and, uh, 
Well, the beauty is in the Indian philosophy. It's because ours was a philosophy was I'll respect my brother's dream and he'll respect mine. Welcome back to Full Circle on KPFA 94.1 FM. We are the First Voice Apprenticeship Program, and that was John Trudell, the voice of Radio Free Alcatraz and the Alcatraz Movement way back in 1969. So now we want to welcome in studio Miguel Gavila Molina. Welcome in. Much thanks. Thank you, both of you. So, Miguel, we wanted to ask you, as the current producer for Radio Free Alcatraz, what are your thoughts on hearing John's intentions for the project way back when? Well, those thoughts are the same thing we're doing today, and we've been doing so now since uh, the early 1990s. And that's uh, making sure that the uh, acknowledgement of the Native Americans of not only California, but the lands and our incredible contributions to, you know, this new society. Uh, And one of the things that we have to acknowledge is that the U.S. was created through invasion, military occupation, and genocide. That's how the U.S. was formed. And in that, uh, there was this belief that somehow, you know, come 1960s, 1970s, that there was no more Indians, that the only Indians that existed were uh, make-believe Indians or Hollywood Indians, uh, that there was no more real Indians. In 1969, when Richard Oakes, one of the leading voices of the occupation, jumped from his little boat and into the water, freezing water, you know, if you know what that water's like, you know, in the fall, in the winter, and swam to the shores. When he leaped off of the boat, he brought Native Americans out of the past, out of the invisible shadows, into mainstream, and confirm that we are here, we never were disappeared, we're alive, we've survived, and we're thriving. Um, And that's the lesson there, that uh, it woke up the country to its original peoples and the rest of the world. Radio Free Alcatraz uh, was the brainchild uh, of John uh, Trudell, and... uh, Years ago, uh, during the campaign of the 500 Years of Resistance, I was able to talk with him on several occasions. There was gatherings all over the Bay Area. Laney College was one of the main places where people were coming and organizing. And, uh, you know, nations across the country and across the continent were participating. And and at that moment, uh, I I had been uh, doing work... um, with the uh, International Indian Treaty Council, which was a satellite from AIM. And the American Indian Movement chapter was here in San Francisco. And I uh, I was approached uh, by Tone Gonzalez, who now today runs the um, uh, West Coast uh, AIM office here uh, for the American Indian Movement. And... Uh, the opportunity was there. We participated, and in the uh, this is right, you know, leading up to 1992, and efforts here at KPFA uh, through Jim Bennett, Tony Romo, and others. Uh, Threatback Chatterjee. We all started talking. Hey, we need to broadcast this. We need to bring it to light. So we were there. We came out. We mm-hmm. gathered the equipment. Blah blah blah, and uh, the first gathering uh, there. Uh, where uh, Tone Gonzalez, in a sense, brought the tradition back to the rock. We were there broadcasting, and we haven't stopped. And I think um, 
what John said was rang true to me personally as an urban Indian, basically a guy that has left the reservation, uh, never grew up there, and living in the um, the suburbs here, um, that it awakened us. And when I got here to KPFA, I never even heard about going to Alcatraz. But when I got here, I haven't stopped going since 2006. So I think the the mission accomplished on that end because uh, it's grown, it's gotten so big. Um, let me ask you before we go back to some more clips. Um, why do you think the revival um, that we got back with Tone we we're going to have on shortly in 1990 was so important in getting back what they had in that moment in 69 and early 70? Well, it awakened people. It awakened people. And for the first time, uh, there was native voices on the air. You heard the original peoples, the, the Ilone, the, the Miwok, the Pomo. And every year, uh, we go out there twice a year. It's a native church. Uh, all the tribes from the region, all the way to the Oregon border, to Nevada, all the way south and throughout the country, they come. Every one of uh, United Nations groupings and different uh, uh, splinter groups, it, it is now a fact that every year Native American church will happen on the rock, uh, celebrating our survival our existence, and that no, we never disappeared or were made to disappear. We're alive, we're thriving now through the efforts of AIM and the International Indian Treaty Council and other groups. It's a continental thing. Uh, every year somebody comes from Peru or Ecuador or Bolivia or the Pacific Islands or the Taino from the Caribe. Every year there's different Groups And now uh, we've even had uh, the opportunity uh, to participate with other Native peoples that are not from the Americas, indigenous peoples from Indochina, indigenous Native peoples from the Middle East, North Africa. So it opened the door Mm. to make it very clear Native nations, United Nations and Indians are very well alive and well and fighting fighting climate change, fighting for the preservation of the earth and saving Mother Earth. That's what has unified the people. And that all started there on the rock. Because aside from our culture and the survival of our tribes, it was to devote ourselves to the survival of Sacred Mother. Definitely. And you see that today, like in Standing Rock, also uh, Mauna Kea, all this is happening now. So um, if you like the clips that you heard, we got some more coming up. Don't forget, you can get some of these um, materials and some honor the work by calling 1-800-439-5732. That's 1-800-HEY-KPFA. We're going to take a short music break. I believe, Kendall, you recorded this on The Rock. Indeed, I did back in 2017. So let's check out um, uh, Evolution Over Revolution. So Brother John Trudeau, he talked about the importance of evolution over revolution. And as we travel throughout the world today, we see people on both sides of the fence. They want change. They want a new reality, a new way of things, a new way of being. So many people, they think that's such a forward, far task. They think that you're crazy if you think you can change the world, but I think that you're crazy if you think you can't change the world. Change begins within yourself. Change begins within yourself. You change yourself, you change your family, you change your household, your neighborhood, your community. You change your county, you change your state, you change the country, you change the world. 
every one of us here has the power to be able to do that. And it doesn't matter what people say, and it doesn't matter what people say about you when you're doing these evolutionary things because people are going to come against you when you're trying to make a better change for the world. So it's important to stand true, stand tall for what you believe in, and let the truth speak. It's evolution, not revolution. Alcatraz, recorded by my co-host here, Kenny C. Thank you, Kenny C. Um, Welcome back. This is Full Circle on 94.1 FM, coming to you from a lonely territory, which is very important tonight. It's always important, but tonight as we talk about this, um, it's very important. I'm your host, Freeland Franklin, along with Kenny C. here. Kenny C. in the studio, and we are joined live also with Miguel Gavilan Molina, current producer of Radio Free Alcatraz, and also La Onda Bajita. Thanks for being with us, Miguel. Thank you for having me. So what you just heard, original material recorded by us, the First Voice Apprentices at the annual Indigenous Sunrise Ceremony that takes place now annually on Alcatraz. And tonight we are taking a look back in time to 1969 when the United Indians of all tribes took over that rock, Alcatraz, in an effort to fight for better conditions for all tribes as a whole and to bring about greater public awareness of the deplorable conditions which uh, systematically and over many generations had been pushed upon us as Indian people. And unfortunately, as we see, it continues to this day. So in 1969, their demands were simple. They proposed a purchase of the land known as Alcatraz at a dollar and 24 cents per acre, an amount greater than the 40 cents an acre it was originally purchased for and also greater than the 47 cents the government was then paying California natives for their land. Uh, Folks reasoned that Alcatraz was just as fitting as any other land for a reservation as determined by the standards in place then. It had no running water. It was isolated. There were no health care, sanitation, or educational facilities. On this land, they proposed to create a thriving arts and cultural center and to build community through awareness and sharing of information. So we're going to continue with some more incredible audio from uh, this time. But let's not forget, folks, we are in the middle of our fun drive. And let's remember that this kind of conversation that only happens here at KPFA, and that's because we are special interest free. Um, Please help us to keep this rare breed of radio station alive. And certainly without your support, you know we would not be here. Um, Let us know that we matter to you by calling 1-800-439-5732 and don't forget securely you can donate securely online at kpfa.org and you can get this 1969 pack for a one-time donation of $200 or $20 a month Um, but please feel free to make a contribution of any amount anything helps again the number is 1-800-HEY-KPFA and don't forget $25 makes you a member of the station so let's get back to Radio Free Alcatraz and we'll see you on the other side 
Good evening. This is John Trudell welcoming you to Radio Free Alcatraz, and I'm speaking on behalf of the Indians of all tribes. Tonight we'll be speaking with Mrs. Stella Leach and Mr. Gabriel Sharp, Mr. Raymond Spang. Mrs. Leach is a member of the Colville Sioux Tribes. She's a registered nurse and a council member on the island. She runs the clinic here on the island, and she took, took a three-month leave of absence from her job at the Well Baby Clinic in San Francisco to work with the people on the island. She's been here with Al Operation Alcatraz from the very beginning. And Mr. Gabriel Sharp is a Mojave, and he's a member of the Colorado River Tribes of Parker, Arizona. His occupation is he's a counselor for Indian high school students, the assistant director of, of All Indian Upward Bound Program at the Arizona State University in Tempe, Arizona, and he's a chairman of education for the Arizona Indian Association. And Ray Spang is a Northern Cheyenne, 19 years old. He's a student at UCLA, taking sociology, mental health, and law. And he's a member of the council here on the island, and he was a, a member of the invading group the 20th of November. I'd like to go back to what Stella mentioned about this is the first time that we have done anything as a group while the youth have gotten together. And why do you th uh, think that we have... Uh, we have, this is our, the first time that we have ever really gotten together and done something in the national eye so that the public is aware of what we are doing, the circumstances leading up to this. Well, in my lifetime, I've always found that the bureaucracies that controlled the Indians' destiny has always impressed upon the Indian that they could never get together. The tribes, there was such a basic difference between our tribal cultures and our philosophies that we could never unite. Well, here on this island, you can see about 70 different tribes working with each other in friendship and complete cooperation. And of course, this is very, very fascinating to me to prove to the Bureau of Indian Affairs and other establishments that once again, they are wrong, that Indians primarily are the same. We are all Indians underneath, regardless of our culture or our geography. Yeah, I did some reading on this. Uh some books on Indians, and I read that the government started a policy several decades ago, a couple hundred years ago, of breaking down the Indian, not only as a nation, but as a tribe, as a family, as an individual, and uh, they did this job, and they accomplished what they set out to do very well for a certain period of time. But I like to believe that uh, they, took, they took our lands away. I don't like to believe this, but they did take our lands. But I like to believe that, that we haven't been defeated. That, uh, and this, I think this is the first really big chance we've had to show that we're still together and that we're willing to work together. And this is something that other people have got to learn to do. And it's taken us a long time. And there's a lot for us to do, but I, we're in the right direction. Ray, do you have any comments to add to this? Well, I don't know. I don't like to think of ourselves as being defeated either. And I look as, you know, look at things up factually, because, you know, the United States has stolen land, and they still are stealing land. 
They still got the reservations. They still have prejudiced teachers. The educational standards are, what, on the fifth grade level? I mean, after 400 years on a fifth grade level, uh, we've got the lowest death rate and, you know, all these statistics. And people say, you know, they think of them as being in an El Paso century. They say, well, my dad, my dad might have, you know, participated. My grandfather might have, but not today, you know. But if you go back to any of the reservations and just look around, live there for a week, and, you know, you find out it's true. It's, you know, it's, it's really done. And about this dying out, see, like, we've been here for 20,000 years before the white men ever came, and 400 years and, what, 70-some years he's been here, and only in the last 50 years has he's really taken over, you know, with the factories, the pollutions, cars, smog, birth control pills, uh, then the race question is coming up. And see, in 50 years, the white man has really messed up. And we've been here all along, and we're still here, you know, so there has to be some value. Because, you know, after they subjugated and divided us and beat us down and beat us over the head with a Christian cross and things, we still have our culture after 400 years. Mr. Gabriel, or Mr. Sharp, you're, as an educator, what do you think about our educational program here and what we are setting up? I, I've been reading over what the, the proposal here, and... Uh, the potential is there. The uh, Center for Native uh, American Studies, uh, it's great. It's a great idea. Let me give you a, a specific example of, uh, of what we do in working with uh, high school students, uh, sophomore to a senior level, uh, between ages and 15 to 20. Uh, <clears throat> I think that somewhere along this line you can there are a lot of Indian students who have been going to school, public school, and don't really know what their, their, their tribes are. And uh, every human being has to answer the question to, within himself. He has to know, who am I? You know, uh, who, who am I? What is my purpose on this earth? You know, I, I think uh, all we Indians know what our purpose is and we know what our potential is. This is what makes us so in harmony and so, so relaxed. Now, uh, I think that uh, along your proposals here, uh, the, it's, it's tremendous. Uh, you have here uh, uh, an American Indian Spiritual Center. Uh, I could go in, into this for hours because I have been uh, indoctrinated into the spiritual realm of uh, Mojave philosophy. And, uh, you know, uh, I guess some, I hate to use this word, but white people believe in heaven. Uh, we Indians know there's more than one heaven. <laughs> there's about four, and the Navajo's uh, uh, more, uh, seven heavens, and the Hope is 12. My goodness, you know. So uh, th there's an area to be explored. Uh, uh, oh, I, I just can't talk enough about this. The American Indian Museum, this is an, an, an idea that, that is present on all reservations. Uh, this, the idea is always there. It's, um, I think that this would be a... a uh, I just can't say enough about this. The potential is here, and I love the idea, and, and it's going to work uh, in terms of education. There's no limit. There is no limit. Welcome back to Full Circle here on KPFA 94.1. What you've been hearing are all original recordings from Radio Free Alcatraz dating back to 1969. That was John Trudell speaking with Stella Leach, Gabrielle Sharp, and Raymond Spang. In that last segment, Gabriel speaks in excitement about some of the programs folks were setting out to create then with the Art Center and the museum. 
seems like it was a really beautiful vision and a time. You know, they were really setting out to create a place where folks could continue to learn about and grow within their community. And what's unfortunate about the situation is that not all of those plans um, every ever fully came to fruition. And we're going to be joined by Tony Gonzalez in a moment, who's going to talk about um, what we did get. Um, um, by, by late May of 71, the government had to cut off, as you heard, all the electricity, the phone service to the island. And in June, a fire destroyed uh, many of the buildings. This, in addition to the lack of fresh water and declining public support, led many of the occupiers to leave the island. And on June 11, 1971, the government came in in force and removed the last 15 occupiers from Alcatraz. Still, the Alcatraz movement is regarded by many as a key moment, as you have heard, in modern Native American civil rights movement. Um, We're going to have a quick listen to uh, what John has to say about the occupiers' dealings with the government, and we'll be back with Tony Gonzalez. Um, what what is the status, as far as you know now, of Alcatraz and the U.S. government and the Indians that are here? Well, the status, uh, we won't deal with the government. It's just as simple as that. We're tired of being lied to and about. Now, the government ever wants to sit down and talk about serious issues, you know, what we want to talk about, and they send someone there with a little, little authority to deal, then maybe we'll sit down and talk. But like the government stand is going to have to change because what uh, when we were negotiating with Robert Robertson, he's the executive director of the National Con- Council of Indian Opportunity out of Vice President Agnew's office. And he was the man we were negotiating with for the deed to the island, for the funding, all of this. And so after we dropped the funding requirement, we said all we need is the deed. And Robertson comes back with, well, this is a nation of law, you know, and it's illegal, there's no legal way we can turn the deed over to you. And so we've got to live up to the law. So we turn around and we ask him, uh, what about the state of Washington, where the Indian people there, they're fishing under treaty, that's law, and the state is coming in and breaking that treaty, you know, destroying these people's equipment, locking them up, harassing them, won't let them fish by the law. These Indians are only trying to live by the law. What about that? How come the government's letting that slip by? And he said, that's not the issue. See. And that is the issue. What's going on in Washington is the issue. What's going on here is the issue. The government taking the Blue Lake away from the Taos people, that's the issue. The government setting, setting prices on land that they admit that they stole, such as the Pitt River case, that's the issue. The government uh, allowing the BIA to take our young away from us and send them to schools that don't give any education, you know, that only destroy the child, that's the issue. The system saying that our religion is, isn't any good and only Christianity is, is that's that's going to save us all, and they won't allow us to practice our religion in the sense that the other religions are carried on. The, our religion isn't recognized by the system. That's the issue. The fact that they're still stealing land, that they're breaking hunting and fishing rights, that's the issue. Matter, the fact that they're taking our, our people and drafting them into their army and sending them off to fight wars that our people got no right being in, that's the issue. See, the, the issues, when they want to talk about the issues, We'll deal with them again. But the whole thing comes down to here is uh, this is America, and according to the Constitution, it's a democracy, and every, all men are created equal, and everyone's free. Well, from our understanding and the Indian way of freedom and equality, that means a free, a free equal man has respect from another man. 
or race of people. When you have respect, you have your own dignity, your own self-bearing, and your own pride. You control your own life. Well, that's not the case of what's happening here. So if we're going to be free, we'll have to get that freedom on our own, but we're not, not any longer are we going to allow the system to go around telling everybody that we are free when we're not. You know, it's, uh, and it's not really that hard of a battle because all we have to do is uh, want the freedom and not be willing to compromise. It's got to, it's an area of, but when you're right, you don't make deals. Indian people have always been right in dealing with the government, and we've always settled for a compromise, and look what's happened to us. So no longer are we going to buy that. Uh, we don't know what'll happen, but we don't really care, because things can't get much worse. That was the voice of John Trudell, and we are the First Voice Apprenticeship Program here on Full Circle. I'm Kenny C. I'm in studio live with Freewill and Frank Sterling. Hey. Thanks for listening in, and thank you to all who have called in to pledge and show your support. And we want to remind everybody that the audio you're hearing tonight, and there is much more, folks. Really, this is just a snippet. Um, it's all available to you for a one-time donation of $200 or for a monthly donation of just $20 a month. We here are all volunteers, and we do this out of love uh, for our community and for the op- opportunity to give voice to those histories who have been repeatedly attempted to be erased, constantly suppressed, and manipulated. So let's give out that number one more time. It's 1-800-439-5732. That's 1-800-HEY-KPFA. Also, kpfa.org. And uh, we've been hearing a lot about Alcatraz and how we got back in the 90s. And we have now on the line um, another one of my mentors, uh, radio mentors. In fact, um, this man was my first big-time interview. I I rolled out to San Francisco for the apprenticeship program. I'm like, man, I'm interviewing some serious people right now. (laughs) And I was totally excited. But we have on the line uh, Tony Gonzalez, the co-founder of AIM West and the host of Across Indian Land, which you hear on Loanda Bajita on Friday nights a lot here. Um, Welcome, Tone. Thank you, uh, Frank and sister there on the on the horn, and and I want to thank uh, you know KPFA along with the, the Alcatraz uh, news and broadcasting that you're providing with uh, uh, John Trudell. A big thank you to KPFA. Even at that time, I had the foresight uh, to step up and and see that there here are uh, people who are voiceless and need a strong voice, and came to. Uh, the front line there and provided uh, John Trudell and uh, the uh, the people there, Indians of all tribes, with a voice from Alcatraz with Radio Free Alcatraz that began 1969. And uh, while I had worked uh, with the International Indian Treaty Council for 25 uh, years or so, during that time in uh, 1990 and 91, I did... Uh, uh, talk to uh, uh, Miguel Molina and KPFA about bringing back the radio more steady. And today, the radio itself, you know, uh, Radio Free Alcatraz is back on the rock broadcasting. It's going strong. October and November, uh, we're there. And, and uh, so even today, we stand on, on the shoulders of, of people like uh, John Trudell, who passed away uh, December 8th of twenty. 20- 15 at the age of 69 oh, man. Uh, 
Go Young, uh, Go Young. Fenty, Dakota Man, uh, yes, indeed. And uh, he provided leadership. But uh, what came out of Alcatraz during that 70 uh, or that, uh, uh, what was it, a year and a half from November 69 to June of 71? Uh, yeah, let me ask you, Tony, exactly that, because we heard in one of the clips earlier that we, he, uh, Trudell had this great vision for this cultural center and all this other stuff, um, education system that didn't actually all come into place. But we did get some victories out of this. Um, tell us here, um, what did we get out of that occupation as Indian well, people? Uh, uh, much was, was, was God. Uh, I want to come back to that cultural center. Uh, but land, uh, was, uh, was attained. Uh, uh, by uh, uh, indigenous peoples, Yaka Ama up in Northern uh, California for one and others. And I think more significant and and stands out uh, even today, if not just a memory, but that is uh, DQ University. And that's not uh, the Dairy Queen University. That's the Ganawaga Coatzacoatl, the Chicano Indian uh, University, 11 miles west of Davis. Uh, that was a dream of bringing all the uh, intertribal uh, Indian communities uh, to re-educate ourselves and, and, and indeed begin the deprogramming, the decolonizing uh, process there at, uh, at DQ University. But I think jumping fast forward, because there was a lot of campaigns uh, that came out of Alcatraz, as Richard Oakes has said, you know, Alcatraz is not an island. You know, Alcatraz is an idea, mm-hmm. and indeed it was an idea that went around the world to let the world know that Indian people are still here in North America fighting for their rights and uh, were not all wiped out by Hollywood and people like John Wayne. This is referred to the occupation at Alcatraz during that period, 69 to 71, the second largest gathering of Indians, the first time was the gathering of Indians that went after George Armstrong Custer there at the Little Bighorn, where he went down in June of 1876. And that was the first time that all Indians had come together, and now the second time at Alcatraz, and all succeeding. Uh, after Alcatraz, there was a trail of, of tears uh, to Washington, D.C., there was the uh, the occupation of Bureau of Indian Affairs at that time. President Nixon was going crazy, you know, or uh, yeah, uh, with what was going on. Although he was a he was a big help in recognizing self determination for Indian people that came out of Alcatraz in '69, and then wounded knee after that, uh, Frank. But all this was the spark from from Alcatraz, and even fast forward to the United Nations General Assembly in September of 2007 uh, signed the United Nations Declaration on the Rights of Indian People. And so it was a a cumulative effect, but uh, Alcatraz and the spirit of the people, the men and women that sacrificed, as you heard in that last clip there, John Trudell saying, we didn't know what we were getting into, but we were going to do it anyway. Like, uh, you know, like we have nothing to lose. And it's like a, a, a leap of faith that these young men and women did at that time. So courageous, you know, to, to, to set the tone. Today, we still do not have 
a cultural center in San Francisco. And this is what our goal is today here in the Bay Area and in San Francisco is to get that uh, cultural center. But going to Alcatraz, we're going to go there again on October, Monday, October 14, from Pier 33. And uh, we're, uh, boats start loading at like 5, 6 in the morning and all return by 9 a.m. The same for November, uh, uh, November 28th on Thanksgiving Day or Unthanksgiving Day mm. or Thanksgiving Day. Uh, we go to Alcatraz again, again from Pier 33. And the boats start leaving earlier, like 5 o'clock, uh, because thousands of people go uh, to the island and... Uh, and we go there also, Frank and, and Sister, there uh, at the studio to honor the men and women of California who provided that leadership, uh, along with Richard Oaks, with Mickey Gimmel, and many other people from uh, Pitt River Nation and others that uh, provided that leadership, cultivated that leadership. And today we have a lot of California Indian people moving forward, removing statues, removing, taking down bells, taking down, you know, whatever uh, murals on walls that depict Indian peoples in a negative way. However well-intended some of those murals might have been, the time has changed, and Alcatraz uh, did it at that time. So we really have to salute and honor the men and women who rose up at that time and went on from 69 into the, the Trail of Tears, as I said, the Occupation of Bureau Indian Affairs, uh, Wounded Knee, and, and continue today with American Indian Movement providing that direction, that spiritual direction that we all abide by now and learned even from Standing Rock. And now it's Moana Kia. And now it's it's uh, saving... Uh, 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 the Yucca Mountains in Nevada because nuclear development is going there. Our struggle for the rights of Indian peoples is not over. It always, it always continues. Well, Tone, um, we appreciate you. Uh, we appreciate you as a living piece of this history and um, one of my radio mentors and um, basically one of my mentors into my um, rediscovering uh, myself as an Indian person since I've been away from the uh, reservation my whole life. But, Tone, we're going to let you go, and we really appreciate you. Thank you, Tone. We, we appreciate you. We're honored to have you on air. And we look forward to hearing you again um, and continue to carry a message uh, on Lone the Bajita with Across Indian Land. Um, thanks a lot, Tone. We appreciate you. Oh. And um, we have here uh, Miguel and Kenny C. And we only have a few minutes left, so we got some um, a big shout-out and thank you uh, to Walnut Creek out there. Um, Carolyn and um, someone in Berkeley, an unknown person in Berkeley. Great job. San Jose. And San Jose. Um, if you're out there in the Bay Area and you're listening or on kpfa.org, give us a call and help us um, help support us here just reporting. Miguel, um, why do they need to support this? Well, they need it because uh, uh, Native peoples are the original peoples. And in, uh, regardless of the nations across Indian land in this in this uh, country, United States, or the continent, the hemisphere, uh, everyone knows that we are the gardeners. We're the keepers, stewards of the earth. And, and it is urgent right now. The earth is dying slowly from corporate 
and military greed of empire. And uh, Native peoples resonate. There's a lot of people uh, moving into uh, spiritual realms, seeking meditation, seeking Yoda, seeking alternative ways of medicine through herbs and plants, something that Natives, we as a people, have given to the world. Uh, And at this point, the Earth is in crisis. And why should they support this show? Because here in the East Bay is the largest Native American population within the United States. And it runs from Vallejo all the way down to San Jose, the largest urban population of Native Americans. So we need you folks to go to your phones. Uh, We're asking people, you know, to uh, give up $5. $5 a month comes out to $60 a year. $5, give up one of your fancy, uh, you know, coffee lattes or give up a fancy soda or give up a burrito uh, and give that money to the station here, to this program here. It's one of the few Native shows on KPFA, on Pacifica. We need you to get to your phones. We'd like to ask some of you that can afford a little more. If you can afford $50 a month, that really helps the program here. It it justifies it because sometimes uh, there are forces within the institution itself uh, that put, uh, you know, a profit uh, value on a show. It should never be that. The originator founders of this network and this station never intended for programs to be based on profit. That's why we need you. Let me get the number real quick. 1-800-439-5732. 1-800-439-5732-1-800-HEY-KPFA. And don't forget, you can go right to kpfa.org and and do that securely and quickly. And um, you talked about the... um, the population of the native peoples here, and we got, um, of course, the government to thank for that when they had the, uh, I think it was Force the Relocation, the relocation and Act, right, and right. they wanted to move um, everybody off of the reservation and into the cities and get them to become more American and be contributors to society. And um, we still got a few minutes left here. 1-800-439-5732. 1-800-HEY-KPFA. Uh, if you belong to a tribe or, or, uh, or in a situation where you have a, a bunch of persons that are really uh, embrace Native American culture and what it gives to the world, uh, go and make your donation. If, if you can pitch in and give $50 a month, that will, that will set a record here on, 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 uh, on Full Circle. We need you to make that. If a few of you homies are together, you know, get together once a month, everybody throws in $5, $50, send us that $50. $50 a month will give us at the end 500 or close to 500 and, um, You can get this 1969 collection for only $20 a month and get um, up to 200 and you'll get this whole collection. Also, Kenny C., you've been traveling to Alcatraz now. How has it um, been experiencing uh, affecting your life to see what happens on the rock? Sure, sure. So I've I've had the blessing of going for the past few years now. Obviously, nowhere near as much time as you all have spent out there, but it's definitely not only been the highlight of my time at this station and in this program, but also of my life, to be honest. I brought my mom a few times. I bring my cousins, and it's it's such an incredible energy to be out there with folks and just experience the dancing and the singing and the hope and the community and it's just it's something you almost I can't almost put into words it's truly a blessing absolutely and, and one thing I feel like is so important when you get there that people don't get the drum and the fire and the songs and the sunrise you don't get that 
Rich anywhere Hill. else, every, any other day, you got to be out there early in the morning to watch that drum um, get beat, to uh, hear, uh, to see that fire flame up in the dark. And the, just when the sun starts to barely crack behind the mountains in the east, and we are thousands, are thousands of people there, um, like-minded people praying and um, concentrating and focusing for a better way of life than this um, this corporate um, capitalistic and militaristic uh, creation. And um, if you can see to donate to this, um, we still got time. It's uh, 7.57. We got about three minutes. Let's see if we can get three more callers in three minutes. That's, that should be easy. One a minute. The number is one 800 Four three nine five seven three two. We're all volunteers here. We we do this like we said out of the goodness of our heart and for the power of community because this is stuff that we believe in. One eight hundred four three nine five seven three two. Let us get a couple more callers before we go out tonight and show your support for the apprenticeship program. And don't forget, this is a training program that brings in new community yes. members to bring them on the air. Diverse voices, diverse group, and um, we just got a little bit of time here. Um, Miguel, what is your final thoughts about Alcatraz and KPFA? Uh, well, KPFA Pacifica uh, has acknowledged uh, the radio free Alcatraz broadcast as a tradition, not as the you know, well, we got a special program coming up or we got this. It has become a tradition and, and therefore a commitment mm. by KPFA to allow that day without having to go through a program council, justifying it. They've realized the value of radio. And uh, again, hats off to Pacifica and the KPFA for creating this space uh, in October and in November to allow native voices, the original voices that are struggling to be heard and uh, the urgent message we have to come together to save this precious world, this precious earth. And this is your time now uh, to give because the money that goes here supports the, the, the station, the electricity, the plumbing, the building, everything. And uh, without your monies, we would fall. That's why let us know that native programming is essential and important to you. And if you're into meditation and, and seeking spirituality, uh, if you're into yoga, then I am calling you out. We need you to support and give us the bloodline to keep this show alive. 1-800-439-5732. That music is signaling that we are at the end of our show. Another shout out to Walnut Creek. We got uh, another last donation. Um, 1-800-439-5732. A big shout out to uh, Sharon at the controls. Shaquille, Radio Shack, uh, holding down the um, tech assistant duties. And Miss M, thank you very much. Um, Stay tuned now. Coming Big up. shout out to Aunt Shia. She just called in. Oh, that's your aunt? Huge $200 donation. We love you, Shia. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting Thank us. you so much. And there's one more coming in with a beanie. Ooh, we got um, a beanie. Thank you so much. Um, last time for the number 1-800-439-5732 or kpfa.org. Thank you all. And stay tuned now for La Onda Bajita coming up.